0: Welcome to another episode of the Field of 68 Best Bets show. We are the three-man weave, and we apologize for the technical difficulties that forced us to start three minutes late. Ah, Shame on us. We'll each wear part of the blame. 33.3 repeating percent of the blame. Yeah, this cool. show is presented by Bet Rivers, and we have a great slate today. I'm excited to talk hoops. I know Matt and Jim are. Jim, takeaways from yesterday, some good games. What do you think? No other takeaway than Texas
1: Tech, man. I know they didn't win, but I just thought they were mega impressive on the road. They took some big punches from KU, kept battling back, arguably should have won that game in the first overtime, but Ochai Ogbaje hit an absolutely nuts shot to send it to 2 OT. I did didn't love what Shannon did down the stretch, or not down the stretch, but like literally the last couple possessions where he pulled up from prayer distance rather than trying to get to the rim, but that aside, Matt, this team is tough. They're deep. They play incredible defense. And the offense had a little more juice yesterday than I expected, partially because of Shannon returning.
2: So Texas Tech, totally legit. Agree. Uh, those Big 12 teams continue to impress. There's really been no, oh, like, like all of a sudden turn for the worse. But TCU kind of climbing up the ladder now. K-State has made their headway. Iowa State, well-documented. Yeah, there are no gimmies in that conference. Jim, I'm going west for my way. The Aztecs of so San Diego State. I'm just more perplexed uh, with this conundrum than I am impressed. I think I'm impressed, Kai. But then you look at the resume, and there's not a ton uh, to hang your head on there. I just, is this the same San Diego State team that we're always going to see? That we've always seen in the past? Number two, defensive efficiency in the country right now, number one in conference play. Offense lags behind one of your uh token lopsided lovelies, as you like to call them. Yes, I guess. Are we buying this team as like super legit, like maybe top 25, top 20? 20, are we sort of in wait and see mode until there's some offensive oomph that comes into the mix?
0: I buy it. They just had 80 points against UNLV, So that's a little bit of an offense. indictment on the revs. Yeah, Very, yeah, indictment on the revs. Got to defend. I buy San Diego State. That's my San Diego State
2: take. I agree. Team. I think I want to buy into him as well. So,
0: my takeaway, uh. <laughs> The colonial standings are ridiculous. UNC Wilmington is now six and zero, atop of the lead stand, league standings. I think they were picked ninth in the preseason, and Northeastern is down at zero eight, last place. Pretty sure they were the preseason favorites heading into the year. That is topsy turvy, bonkers land microcosm uh, of the college basketball season thus far. But takeaways are done. Now we talk about the slate, and man, we have a doozy of a first game to talk about, fellas. It's Arizona at UCLA, a marquee matchup here. UCLA, Matt, has heard all the noise about Arizona. How about they are a top three team, a number one team potentially. Can they step up UCLA and prove that they are the alphas in the Pac-12? It's going to be an awesome game. Frankly, three and a half points is a big spread in my opinion.
2: I agree. The money has gotten a little bit too far, and I wrote down on my little sheet do not fade Arizona. So I'm not going to, and this line could climb 13 and a half, and I'd still probably stay on the sidelines. Uh, I have a trivia question for you both: Who is the worst against the spread team so far in Pac-12 conference games? I mean, I and guess this UCLA. is a trivia question because we're talking about the game. <laughs> yeah. But yes, that's my it's point. Definitely one not four. Arizona. So it's not I Arizona. imagine, it's yeah, UCLA. Arizona is four and two with a six point cover margin. UCLA is one four and one with a negative three point cover margin. Jim. Hmm. I mean, the Bruins have been good, but they've been exactly who we thought they were preseason since coming off that COVID pause, right? You know, fringe top 10, but definitely not in the top five. Creme de la creme. And I think Arizona may expose that today. Yeah, so their only cover was the second leg of the mountain trip. Second leg, was I supposed know, to be was impossible. Like, <laughs> oh,
1: great. Wait, well done, UCLA. Uh, yeah, the number does feel a little steep. Over a field goal on the road, UCLA does have fans back now, which is huge. Um, it's not like that empty environment that Oregon went into and won. But, man, Arizona is so freaking good. Um, I'm not sure if their little Achilles heel that we've seen crop up in conference play, which is turnovers. not sure if that's going to get taken advantage of today. They are ninth in the Pac-12 in turnover rate. UCLA is forcing uh, turnovers at the second highest rate in the Pac-12, which is a little surprising to me. It's not kind of how I perceive their defense. This one feels like it's going to get up and down, uh, especially if Tubelis doesn't play a ton of minutes. That means Arizona goes small a lot with Pella Larson and, and Matherin at the four, feels a little bit like a shootout. We know that UCLA can participate in shootouts. They've got plenty of scorers on that roster. Um, So it's been bet down the total, Kai, but I still lean towards the Mm -hmm. over. Um, I kind of lean numerically against the steam on both, uh, both towards UCLA and towards the over. I I don't know. I I don't want to bet against Arizona, though.
0: Yeah. Uh, Interesting note about Arizona's schedule. I think they're awesome as well. But they haven't played a top 80 team all month, and they've played just two top 25 opponents since November 21st three overall now they're crushing teams so yeah. they they are very good the eye test they pass the flying colors but they really haven't played a great schedule here ucla has no pushover they lost oregon sure but this is still a very very good team very experienced i think it's gonna be an awesome game um i, I do think arizona three and a half points on the road three points out bet rivers that has me leading ucla numerically
2: Hey, quick note on the total, Jim, everything you're right leans toward over, um, but that money may be rooted in the fact that we've talked about how Cronin in some of these big games likes to revert back to his old micromanage. um, Exactly. Walk the ball up the floor, execute, do not run. Uh, Nova was under in regulation. Uh, Overtime, I think, ruined that Uh, loser for us. Colorado, I believe, went under. I'm sorry, Marquette went under, and the Gonzaga game also went under, too, so three or four big-game precedents where I think he's kind of like, All it's right, that guys. game went under because they couldn't score. So they, they couldn't, couldn't, couldn't score. Yeah, started.
0: that's <laughs> that uh, We're moving on. Michigan State at Illinois. And the first question you got to ask is, Kofi Coburn status. Uh, so many concussions this year in college basketball, by the way. It's like every single guy has a concussion. Um, I don't think Kofi's going to play. That seems to be the consensus out there. But Obviously, they lost to Maryland without him. And he's on. And they're on a two-game skid as well, whereas Sparty is coming off a win at the Kohl Center of all places and now sit alone at the top of the Big Ten standings. Do you see an edge in this game? Spread is five in favor of the lineup. Sparty's getting kind of mini Providence
1: right now, where they're just playing everybody without their best player. They lost to uh, Northwestern without Nance. I guess not best player. Wisconsin was out. Tyler Wally's their second best player. Um, now they're going to play Illinois with Kofi potentially out, probably out. Uh, Curbelo only played 14 minutes last game. He's questionable with his fever illness, non COVID illness. It's kind of setting up for Michigan state here, Matt. I know you're in love with this team and you're at least in love with the upside. I, again, I don't think they're playing that well right now. And uh, despite that whipping of a performance that they put on at, at Wisconsin, there's a big asterisk. Wisconsin's not a deep team, especially at the top end of the roster. You take out wall and they're a different squad. Still, if if Illinois is short-handed, getting five, unfortunately, I do think Michigan State's probably the right side there.
2: Yeah, it's come down. I right? opened at six. Now it's actually four and a half, even four in a half. few yeah. shops. Nice. Um, but yeah, that's two. As someone who wants to back Sparty, you mentioned, Jim, I am a Sparty guy. And I don't know if that's completely biased. Um I don't really have any roots to the, the East Lansing. Actually, I did work on a project East Lansing for about six weeks. Yeah, you've so I have been, some East you've been to the heart, arena. Yeah, you've
1: been there. Shouts to Sparty
2: um, and, and our fellows over at Sleepers. I know they rep the, the green and white pretty hard there. Kai, I just can't take it at plus four and a half. I know if Kofi's out, it's certainly enticing. Um, but Michigan State doesn't really have that bruising front line. We can go inside and get buckets at will like they've had in the past. We like their front court. It's just a different front court this year. Um, so I'm going to belabor something. So if you think
1: Kofi's out, you still think Illinois with possibly limited Curbelo two is better on a neutral.
2: Is that fair to say? Wait, sorry, hold on, but back that up. I have this, you're saying Illinois on a neutral
1: without Kofi and limited Curbelo. You, you think Illinois is still better in a neutral? Because otherwise you got to be leaning towards Michigan state, right?
2: I am. No, I think it, it just, it's just come down too low. I am. I no. do think Illinois is still the better team, um, but I think it's very close, probably closer than most people have in their minds. Guy without
0: Kofi, I would think Michigan uh, State's probably the better team. right?
2: If there's, if there's no Kofi
0: here, you got to lean Michigan state. Um, if he's in, I think he destroys Michigan state, but I don't think he's going to play. Um, Illinois should be super up for this game. They know Michigan state's in first place in the big 10. They're trailing behind by what a game, game and a half half game, whatever it is. Um, but without Kofi, can't trust him. For me, it's Sparty or nothing. Next game, Big 12 country. Texas is going to TCU. Texas needs to be careful, Matthew. They're not a shoe-in right now for the play tournament. They could really use a road win here, which would be a Q1 win, I do believe. Uh, Texas, two and three straight up on the road, one and four against the spread, and TCU has been impressive to start Big 12 play. What do you make of this game?
2: I keep harping on this point, but I'm looking at Trey Mitchell's box scores uh, basically since he returned from that. Was it COVID or injury or both combination of both? COVID, COVID, right? Okay. Yeah. 24 minutes last game. Most he's played since January 1st against West Virginia. Had 12 points, uh, three. I mean, he looked like productive in that game. And it was the best I've seen him play, I think, since the Seton Hall game earlier in the year where he just dominated uh, the Pirates. I think that's a key kind of, you know, leverage point to watch there if you're looking to back the Longhorns but Kai I'm not man the Horn Frogs are legit they're playing well and and this is a team that's what right on the right side of that bubble conversation I think Jamie Dixon knows after a couple years of mega struggles with injuries he now has that team that's right on the cusp of an NCAA tournament bid and this is kind of that marquee win one of many of the big 12 offers uh, that they can add to the old resume so I think the spot um, even though you're getting Mitchell healthier back I think the spot actually leans TCU
1: Yeah, I'm going to expand on that. Mitchell stuff, or or kind of tangentially off of it, Dylan DeSue's playing like 10 minutes a game. Andrew Jones got benched, played 12 minutes last game. Uh, Our guy Russell from Seconds to Madness tweeted us, or kind of referred us to a tweet about Louisville's rotations yesterday. It feels like Texas is the same kind of like throwing shit at the wall and trying to figure out, like, maybe this will work today. Oh, it didn't. Try something new. Uh, and TCU's uh, on the other hand, like, seems to have found a rotation. They've got Bond at point guard, which has moved miles off the ball. Ball has been great, pressuring, kind of turned into what Penny Hardaway said he was going to be. Kai, uh, he's finally found his his, yeah. his level there, but he has been really sloppy. And Texas is really disruptive. They can force a ton of turnovers. So that's the one matchup angle that would make me nervous. Spot
0: wise, though, yeah, it kind of feels like TCU's TCU's got the number one defense in, in the conference currently, but. Look at the shooting numbers. They're a little suspect. Uh, 58% from the free throw line. Opponents are shooting against TCU. Texas is a good free throw shooting team. Um, I actually lean towards Texas here. I I think they are going to break their little skid of um, incompetency here. And TCU's run of competency, Matt, will just take a a slight pause. Minus two and a half seems pretty cheap for me, uh, for Texas. Uh, Next game, huge matchup. Mountain West. Battle of the Mountain West undefeated here, Jim. Wyoming at Boise State. Boise has not lost since November 30th. Wyoming's on a six game win streak itself. Do you lean either way in this marquee matchup minus five in favor of Boise? Man, Boise's up to eighth nationally.
1: Ken Palm's defensive efficiency rankings, they make everything hard on you. And it, like mm-hmm. looking at it, Kai, there's nothing, uh, you know, fake about it. They're not, it's not shooting splits like, They're 14th in the country in two-point percentage defense, 17th in defensive rebound rate. And, Matt, they take away the three-point line. Like, it's not like you can just shoot over the top of them and and hope for the best. They just make it really, really difficult on you, and you take out Ducell, one of the tough shot makers for Wyoming. That makes me even more concerned for for Wyoming. We saw last year how how overwhelmed they got by Boise's athleticism. And with Kigab and ACOT playing as well as they are, I sort of lean towards Boise here despite – you know, giving five at home. I like Wyoming. I think they're well coached. EK is a beast, but I don't love the matchup for them here, unfortunately.
2: Yeah. They're better equipped than they were last season, just with EK up front and what he neutralizes, basically negating the huge edge boys he had last season. But I don't know if that fully masks the perimeter defensive issues that have come to pass at times for the pokes. And yeah, boys just drove by them at will last year. I mean, they have the propensity to make tough shots, but they're at their best when they get guys going downhill toward the rim and Kyle continue to underscore his name. My guy Tyson Deganhart, an absolute just killer assassin from three, can kind of score inside out. It's got one of the physical, uh, you know, pro type body as the NBA scouts like to regurgitate. I like this Boise team a lot. I thought the opener was cheap. It's been bet up to five. Um, I think this should be closer to a touchdown. The problem is Boise just plays touch low games and they get kind of caught in slogs. Um, and Wyoming can make enough shots that scares me. So I didn't play it, but I think the value here is on Boise. Yeah. I, I tend to agree. Uh, they, they have the bodies to kind
0: of match up with EK inside, which has been an advantage for Wyoming. And they certainly have the athleticism, as Jim mentioned, to throw at Maldonado. I don't think Ducel is playing, but if he's in, they the same athleticism to throw at Ducell as well. And Wyoming's defense hasn't been great. Boise's not the best offensive team, but we've seen them be able to score in 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 certain stretches, with ACOT specifically being a supernova at times, with step-back threes pulling it out of his out of his ass but i i do lean towards boise at home here um i I think one they have a great home court and two um wyoming hasn't played the best schedule so far in Mountain west play i think boise gets it done fair enough chat mob round one jim let's do it
1: hit the like button i see 39 likes right now let's get to 100 i want 100 likes that'd be fantastic all right first question from court does ohio blow out northern illinois I kind of think they do. Ohio's going to be angry off the loss at home to Toledo where Toledo shot the lights out of the building. Um, I don't really trust Northern Illinois. They've taken a little bit of money, so it is kind of a tougher price at this point, but I do lean towards the Bobcats. Matthew, also in the MAC. That Toledo team is now playing Buffalo. Multiple questions about this in the chat. Is this the track meet that many think it will be? Can Buffalo hang around? Are we entering Toledo Faders Anonymous once again? What's happening here?
2: Yeah, I'll be checking in um, sometime tonight, Jim. Depending on how the the game goes, even if Buffalo is prevailing late, I, I still think it's the uh, who of me to check in. You know, to make sure I'm staying on my regimen to get away from fading the Rockets, which I've done so many times the last two years. I don't know, Kai. We have not really learned a lot about Buffalo the last few weeks. Like this team's kind of been just sort of you know waltzing around. Haven't really had any impressive wins or terrible losses. I think this is a game where I think they're reinvigorated by the the magnitude, and that we see like that. Preseason favorite Buffalo, just dominating athletes everywhere flying. And I think they get Toledo up front.
0: Yeah. Don't like it four and a half. I like it at five.
1: Yeah. Fair. Uh, Kai, Richmond versus Rhode Island. This one also a popular question in the chat from Tooch, a touch of the yeah. Tooch on this question and others. What are you thinking?
0: Well, thank God I don't have to endorse Richmond. They're minus one now at Bet Rivers. Uh, no, thank you. I, I was on them at plus two. And I, I don't even like that very much. Uh, I just think it was a, a value play there. Hopefully, Rhode Island misses over half its free throws again, like it did against George Washington.
2: I love yeah. the Iraqi install, still, just to be clear, I take it up to like three. I think they're to. I don't know how tonight. you can love this team. Good uh, luck. With the I way like them playing, tonight. Right?
1: Yeah. Uh, Matt from Harry R. Missouri State coming off the big win against Loyola in which Isaiah Mosley exploded once again, now headed to Indiana State. The trees a little bit shorthanded. Cooper Nice officially out already. Uh, what do you think? Yes
2: this yeah most state short turnaround to prepare for that offense that shirts runs in indiana state that's not good off the insane win at Loyola, that's not good the spot screams indiana state i just worry about them stopping mostly up front i took the over here i think both teams score pretty easily
1: fair um
2: niece hurts for, for the over
1: big time shooter no knees too but yeah uh, kai you were ta- discussing the caa in takeaways we got william and mary the early surprise team they are headed to charleston today big dog
0: double digit dog here um, is that a little big? Yeah, it seems like it. Obviously, Charleston plays super, super fast. Number one tempo, perhaps, in the country right now under Pat Kelsey. Um, but 14 points is a lot. We've seen William Mary cover these double-digit spreads more often than not here in, in this conference. So probably in their way or nothing. Yeah, they've been a lot feistier, and Charleston's still a little limited. I think they're going to get Dalton
1: Bolin back at some point in February. He's supposed to come back from his foot surgery, but he's not back yet. Uh, and that hurts them a little bit. Matt, you see Santa Barbara a team that you've been kind of in on and uh, not anymore. hesitantly maybe trusting. Keeping Renzo up. bros asking about them headed to Cal state Northridge. Who's been pitiful without being and Brown. What do you think?
2: I guess I lean Santa Barbara, but I've kind of waved the white flag on that team. I've unearthed the, the issues that have, I've been ignoring all season. They don't have any good guards. Guards are very sporadic. Can't trust yep. a team like that. They took some money. I, I, would not recommend it. I think it's at
1: like eight now. Like Basically have to win by double digits. That's tough. Uh, Kai from Matt Acres, Nevada headed to Colorado state. We know Adam Thistlewood, a starter for the Rams is out for this
0: one. Do we continue trusting Nevada, even though it's burned us most of the time? Nope. Not me today. I'm, I'm staying away happily here. Colorado state's awesome. Nevada is frustrating. Uh, I was on them against Fresno, which worked out, but they tried to blow the game. I mean, shooting yep, with like did. five to 10 seconds of the shot clock with two minutes left up like five. I, I do not understand this team. Steve well, totally only got that. one gear, man. Yeah. Man, yeah. It is frightening Jim. How, how they wanted to give that game away. So no, thank you on Nevada. Uh, speaking of Fresno Kai, that was also asked about, but we're going to holster that
1: for best bets. Aren't we? Yep. 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 Winky Fresno, New Mexico coming in best bets. Uh, Matt from Chris Garvin. We'll, we'll go back to the outline after this one, uh, the ACC Syracuse heading on the road to Pitt. They blew out Pitt at the Carrier Dome, kind of a bad matchup. Pitt doesn't really strike you as a good zone offense. Right. We see that same thing again today.
2: Yeah, I think I took Pitt in that first matchup, and I learned very quickly. I did, too. And it's like, oh, yeah, wait, Jeff Capel solving zones isn't really a great (laughs) recipe. So I I, uh, wrote that in the old notepad, and I learned my lesson. So staying away today. If Ithiel Horton was not in
1: legal issues, like shooting against that zone would be very helpful, but yeah. That's, that's a problem. All right, Kai, let's go back to the outline. I will continue uh, gathering questions.
0: Let's talk Mississippi State at Kentucky, an SEC matchup here. Jim, it feels like kind of a bludgeon for me for the Cats off the Auburn loss. They have a whoa mode, a whoa mode that Mississippi State lacks, uh, quite frankly. But Tai Washington, he is out for this game. Does that matter? And who do you like? I think it does matter. Uh, mainly for the total guy i I think
1: they're not as able to play turbo tempo without him without the two point guard system severe wheeler obviously still goes and we think he's expected to play off of his own little uh, issue running into screens oscar start calling out picks man you're you're leaving him out (laughs) to dry Um, but still with mince and wheeler that's enough at the point guard spot i do think that the bounce back get right at home angle is there but, Matt, it's also like the ultimate sandwich for Kentucky. They played Auburn yeah. on Saturday, and then Kansas is coming Saturday. could see the focus not being all the way there. Uh, so, under would probably be my, my favorite lean
2: there, um, and sort of Kentucky on the side, but not strong. Yeah, Mississippi State's not been as good on the road. So it, it's like you could argue you look looking to fade Kentucky here with the spot issues you just mentioned, but Mississippi State, not that team I want to do it with, given their road and home split so far. Yeah, no tie-tie matters a lot. Like you talked about how thin this backcourt is and how important all three of those dudes are to be in there. So I think you remove one of those pieces, arguably the best of those guards, that's going to be a problem.
0: Yeah, Matt. Zero two against the spread. Mississippi State is on the road, which means this is just their third true road game. Wow, yeah, that's no. wild. Only which team. is yes, which is crazy. We're very far into this into this uh, season. They're four and two in the SEC, <clears throat> so this is a major resume booster for them. Obviously, yes. if they can beat Kentucky on the road. Holy crap! We we talked shooting splits earlier. Mississippi State shooting splits—they're dead last in the SEC in three-point percentage in, in conference play. Twenty-five percent. I actually kind of think that might be close to real. Their guards don't excite me um, shooting-wise. They're allowing the second-worst split, uh, excuse me, second-worst percentage in, in conference play from three, 35%. UK can shoot. Um, they, they have been scorching in the SEC. Maybe that goes down uh, with Washington out of the out of the lineup. I just think She-Waves is a great matchup for, for the Brooks-Smith combo, and I'm still leaning towards Kentucky at minus nine, even without Ty-Ty Washington. Pac-12, Once again, Colorado at Oregon. Matt, Oregon has covered three straight, four of the last five, and they appear to be fully back. back.
2: Are they back? They're back. Would would you call them back? They are back. Jim, I'd love them at the opener at minus seven. It's been bet up. I think some folks have quietly, or not quietly, quickly realized that this team has sort of come out of the shadows and, I guess, figure out who they are. I'm trying to figure out what really, like, was the key – dial turn that all been made or what player Jim knows it yeah Jim tell us why this
1: is my best bet Oregon minus eight so I'll just get that out of the way Matt the interior defense is suddenly competent they've figured that out Kepnong and Dante have really solidified that their defense was outside the top 100 and it is getting much better the offense is is clicking more I think they've kind of got roles figured out on that end I mean you had three guys in Harmon uh what's the who else Richardson and young that all kind of want the ball. And I think they've finally gotten that sorted. Um, so I, I, I love Oregon. They're really on a rocket ship since January 1st at Bart Torvik. They are fifth in the entire country. They have been awesome since the turn of the new year. I do like Colorado, but I like them a lot more at home when they, when they have that altitude on their side, they're supposed to get Eli Parquet back tonight. That's not enough for me to, to swing over to the, to the Buffaloes. I, I love Oregon tonight. I think we continue to see them roll and make a statement. Oregon minus eight. Best bet, Kai. Am I crazy?
0: No, I don't think you are, Jim. <clears throat> and I, I don't want to fade the current form of the Ducks either. They've been awesome. They're shooting the ball well finally, which they did not do in the non-con. Uh yeah, I think their defense is going to give Colorado issues. We've talked about their shaky point guard play. It's not doesn't inspire too much confidence. Colorado on the road, Matt. Not nearly as good as Colorado at home. And so they have Kai, this,
2: I was just I was just looking at that. They're, they're doing, doing well on the this road. Year. This I know, year they're doing a little doing better well. for the buffs. Nice job, buffs. They're yeah. Better on the road. There's just too much resistance um, against
0: Walker, Batty, De Silva that Oregon could throw at him. I, I really think they have good matchups there. So I lean towards Jim's best bet. And I, I hope Jim wins that best bet. Oh, Oregon. that's
2: so nice of you to support the organization like that. Go Oregon. I don't really uh, care about it, Jim. I just, I'm on it too. So I hope I win. That's right. That's right, Stan.
0: All right. We're going back to the outline. And we're going to be talking about this game right now. Uh, Russell, you noted in the chat here. Clemson at Duke. Duke was fine last game, Jim, without Trevor Keels. And I don't see them losing this game, but can they cover? Can they cover? Uh, Probably. No, no Keels does hurt. I mean, they're like
1: clearly a better team when he's in the, the starting five and they're playing that bigger lineup and Roach is more of just like a role player. Uh, Matt, I wanted to slander Clemson away from home, but they're three and three against the spread doing pretty yep. solid on the road pretty good uh, away from little John. But as Mr. Hainline notes in the chat, Duke demolishes Clemson at Cameron. It's just kind of yes. a tradition Yep, and it feels relatively inevitable that they do it again today i think they bully them inside and they're not going to be fooled or, or taken advantage of by the the shooting that clemson has in the front court
2: yeah i was looking at uh it feels like clemson's been a little bit whack a very volatile but i'm looking at hazel metrics consistency metric they actually rank pretty you know around the, middle of the country there so maybe i'm just um, the eyes the eye test is deceiving me you're right though duke smacking clemson at cameron is a real thing and i want to I wonder if that's largely rooted in the fact that Duke often loses at Little John. So maybe a lot of those are coming on like the revenge after the fact, like, oh, F that team. We're going to get them. We're going to smack them in our place. I don't know. I think the line's cheap. I can't believe it's come down. Um, 12 and a half, down to 11 and a half. I mean, if it gets to 11, I will be going headfirst with my doubles cut. Plunging mm-hmm. right
0: in. Yeah, Duke's on different tier. And Clemson, three ugly losses in a row before that Pittsburgh bounce back there. Um, they're shooting. Has been great overall for the season, 14th in the country from three, but in the ACC play, been around 34.5%, not nearly as good. And Duke guards the perimeter so well, so much length, so much athleticism, even without keels. I, they're intimidating. And P.J. Hall is usually a matchup advantage for Clemson. Can pull bigs away from the rim. I mean, my opinion, throw Bancara on him, it, it's yeah, right, it's no issue. Williams, John might have a little bit of an issue there, but that plays well for Duke on the other side, dominating the paint. So, I think Duke clearly has the matchup advantage here. I lean their way even at minus 11 and a half. And last game of the rundown. And yes, we did chew on then Mizzou. But that's because, Jim, Auburn is the number one team in the country. And we need to talk about the number one team in the country. And Mizzou has covered three in a row, sir. Okay. And that's four of the last right five. That's why it's right side up. <laughs> and four of the last five. They're being scrappy. Except Auburn hasn't lost since November 24th, and they're incredible and the number one team in the country. But is it a letdown? Can Mizzou cover against Auburn? It might be. This might be kind of like a Auburn looks
1: past it a little bit. Um, Mizzou did shoot 11 for 24 from deep against Alabama and still lost by 10, which is is (laughs) concerning to me. Uh, They're not going to score in the paint against Auburn's interior defense. But, Kai, Mizzou as a home dog has been really, really feisty this year. 3-1 and against the spread, covering by an average of 7 a game. Oh. they've been, they've been feisty. The numbers come down. Market is a little bit in on the Tigers, uh, the, the home Tigers here, but Matt, I just like, I can't look at this matchup and see how Mizzou competes. Auburn just has they're better at everything, including coaching roster, guards inside out. Like I, I can't recommend betting Mizzou. I can't do it.
2: I kind of had a total take here. I'd like the under, and I see now it's been bet down to one forty one. So it sounds like some other folks are agreeing with me, but then I've watched Mizzou recently and, I feel like you're trying to like run and gun with Alabama, or you're just happily gutting threes ten seconds into the shot clock. Now they've fallen at a pretty high rate recently. Um, a big reason why you're actually covering spreads. I think there's sort of this new identity that Kwanzaa finding with some of these young guns. But no, Mizzou's still not a great mm-hmm. team. Let's just be honest about it. And Auburn's on a different stratosphere.
0: I they're getting lucky, Mizzou shooting a Cold little luck bit. Factor. Yeah, a
2: little bit of a luck factor.
0: Like, can you can you see them guarding, guarding Jabari Smith or Walker Kessler? I, I do not frankly. Kobe Brown is going to body him up front. Huge mismatches on both those edges. No, Kobe Brown has no edge here. So look, I guess I'm winning Auburn here, but I am aware how scrappy my Mizzou Tigers can be. Um, So I'm staying away. I'm staying. I'm giving them enough respect to just stay away. Uh, Now we go chat mob round two, Jim. What do you got?
1: Chat mob round two. I'm going to Matt first. North Dakota State just had that big win at Oral Roberts. Now they take on St. Thomas, the lethal shooters that are the Tommies. Do we get a
2: letdown performance from the Bison? I hope not. I hopped in at, I think, seven or eight. I need to check my bet slips here, but it's up to eight and a half, nine. Luckily for you guys, I don't have to endorse fading the Tommies, which has not been a profitable endeavor this season. But, Jim, I will endorse the over. I think there are points galore in this Yes, it's the Summit League, so just
1: hit that on repeat over. like Likely the the right play. Uh, Kai, not a game that I think of as over here. Air Force and San Jose State Ah. from the Bay Area uh I kind of like Air Force, man. This team's been so feisty, and San Jose yeah. State's a different team without Diallo on the court.
0: Yeah, San Jose San Jose State has been as good. Air Force is kind of good, as much as I hate to say it. Uh plus two feels like uh value for, for Air Force there. Lean their way. Yep, same. I I have a, a plus two ticket. So go Air Force.
1: Uh Matthias. Your Miami of Ohio Redhawks going or going to your Ball State Cardinals. Uh, I know. Two teams you adore in the MAC. Are you back in the home dog? Ryan Necker was asking about the home dog.
2: Uh, enticing, but not going to. I know Ball State's been off for a week in uh, Miami off that really gross effort where they needed overtime to get past Northern Illinois. So I don't really have a strong feel either way here. I like both teams long-term-ish, but not going to bet when they're pinned against each other. Okay. Uh, Ryan A. Kai asked about Southern Illinois at Loyola Chicago,
1: a team you have seen in person mm-hmm. at the Gentile Center. Mm-hmm. This feels a little high for an assistant in Mullins coming home back to Loyola. Very A lot of familiarity between the two staffs
0: uh, in a low-scoring game, too. What do you think? Yeah, and they're not a bad team. They're well-coached. Um, they're competent. And Loyola, we haven't seen that killer instinct this year that we've seen in the past. Nope. Like Like we said, I just think they're kind of bored. They're kind of just floating through the season right now um <clears throat> i think they're the best team in the valley for sure by far but yeah 12 and a half right now i'd probably into siu one and four against the spread in conference lola so far yeah
1: yep. Not um, great uh matthias bama at georgia multiple questions about this one do we see the alabama offense explode against a terrible georgia team it, it feels like a time bomb that at some point it's going to go off but i don't know if it's today
2: yeah, I kind of like the over actually, Um, but I feels like Alabama is trying to re, it seems like Oates is trying to kind of pull back the harness on their offensive up and down firecracker style to like re instill some physicality. So I, that kind of made me, you know, slide away from that. I don't know, Jim, it's a monster spread for a road conference game. 15 points. Yeah, I know Georgia's terrible. Georgia's horrible though. God. Also, it's hey, really, is there a football, really like, is there like a football charge crowd for this game? I was wondering that. Like, Georgia fans pile in as like a revenge. Uh, we'll get not you revenge. in basketball. They, they got them you know, Sorry, Sorry, they got their revenge. Like, yeah. like oh, we're going to sweep you now in basketball. <laughs> yeah, no, they're not going sure. to. So, Yeah, I don't, I don't know if the Georgia
1: basketball home crowd will be. It's that, usually that one used. of the worst in
2: the SEC. It is desolate, typically.
1: Uh, good home crowd, though, Kai, the rack. Rutgers. Oh, yeah. Uh, another question from Evan. They're hosting Maryland, who just wiped out Illinois. Do we see a little bit of a bounce back Rutgers performance
0: after their pathetic stinker against the shorthanded Minnesota? Yeah. You have to lean that way because they're at home and they've done very well at home against the spread and Maryland has been okay on the road. Not nearly as good, I guess, uh, as they have been at home. Yeah. I lean towards Rutgers minus three and a half, but I, I didn't bet it. I did too. I, I lean towards Rutgers. Didn't, didn't quite get there on
1: to bet it either, but man, yeah, they, they should take care of business. Uh, Matt Ray Reyes asked about Cincinnati headed to Temple. Cincinnati has taken money. I agree with it. Do you agree
2: with it? Yeah, I was going to toss it back to you. I know your boy Victor Lockins uh, locked and loaded for today. I think that could be a pretty nice matchup against a burgeoning temple frontline. Since he won three in a row, they just hung on or uh, they just hung 90 on Tulsa. I like the under, I think there's a little bit of regression coming for since shooting. They're a good offensive team better than we thought, but they're not like this blistering hot elite golden state Warriors shooting team that we've seen lately. They, yeah, I mean, dating back to the Memphis game where they were just a fireball. Fireballs, Seattle, yeah. New York.
1: So, yeah, I don't, I don't totally buy that. But I think the defense stands up and, and locks down Temple. Uh, oh, Temple I, off
2: COVID pause too. Sorry,
1: should mention yep, that. I haven't played in a while. Uh, Kai from Fondel, Georgetown headed to UConn. We've kind of been in on, on
0: Georgetown recently as a bigger yeah. underdog. Do we do we think this number's too high again? <clears throat> yeah, 15 and a half. Maybe you're getting to the point where I'm saying away, but God, 17 was the opener. Like Georgetown's terrible, but they've been covering these big spreads. They're they're scrappy. Yeah. Yep. yep, I mean they can hit shots. They're they're a good large dog, in my opinion. Yeah, you get some Donald
1: Carey, Caden Rice raining in some threes, and it's yeah. hard to get twenty points away from them because they are so feisty. Uh, Matt also in the Big East DePaul headed to Villanova. No Javon Freeman Liberty for the the Blue Demons here. Does Nova blow them out?
2: I don't think so. I kind of think this is. Deceptively competitive. Um, uh, DePaul's played Villanova closely, like in like removed this year from the equation. Like I think they went to overtime, almost beat them two years ago. You look back just beyond that. There's always pretty competitive games here. I think Nova just sleeps on DePaul when they come into the pavilion and DePaul's athleticism kind of shocks some catches them off guard a little bit. Um, I think that happens again tonight. Just give me a close one. I lean over and demons, even without JF Falcai.
0: Uh, you got to lean under without JFL, for sure. Under, is that what I said? Yeah. Under. You yeah, said you lean
1: over even without him. That's no, yeah, under, b- under. You don't under, lean under, that way. Under.
0: Under. Uh, I yeah, I, under. I don't like to Paul without JFL, but 18 is ridiculous. That's, Kai, it's wild that we have to yes. audit Matt's takes verbally, even. It's, we, it's miss, not... we miss our audit profession, Jim. That's why we do yeah, it. It's true.
2: Yeah, you guys are professionals at this exact task. All
0: right, three
1: more here. Let's hit them quick from Harry R. Dayton and Fordham. Kai. Fordham potentially down two starters. We know Day is gone. He's already committed to a new school. But Oham's also potentially still out.
0: Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, he's huge. I'd lean towards Dayton if he was out for sure. Um, but Fordham's been decent this year. They've not been Fordham of the past. Kyle Neptune is turning the program around. Yeah, they're really feisty defensively. But Dayton's all front court. Without Oham's, Like,
1: I don't know how they yeah, stop. Trouble. The and those guys. Uh, Matt? Matt? The former number one team in the country, Baylor, taking on your Purple Kittens of Kansas State. Do you think that Bruce
2: Weber continues to build a potential at-large resume? I don't think they win here. Honestly, I kind of lean Baylor. It just feels like K-State has one token clunker after the string of amazing games um, uh, I think Baylor's kind of perimeter-oriented lineup that they're playing with the versatility and no middle and they're switching is going to negate everything K-State does on offense that works. So I, I think K-State really struggles to score here.
1: All righty. Uh, and then last one, Kai, from the chat, Eastern Michigan and Bowling Green, two kind of whack-a-mole teams that have major injury questions. Eastern Michigan yep. missing their best two players to COVID last
0: time. Uh, yeah. Bowling Green missing their point guard. Hard to figure out what to do with this one. Yeah, Bowling Green's been without Matheny for a while now. I think they're adjusting to life without him, but Eastern Michigan is not adjusted without Noah Farrakhan and Monty Scott. If they are out again, Bowling Green is my side. I also like to under if they're out. out They they played
1: like a 58 possession game with less than 90 total points against Akron. It was like 90. 90 points (laughs) if those guys are out then you kind of have to like the under it's kind
2: of like day with Fordham there are players that just kind of take the pace and they run with it right and I think that's uh that's what Scott and Noah are for EMU yeah
1: all right let's get to best bets I did already give mine Kai I got Oregon minus eight out there I think I think they're just kind of a supernova right now and are continuing to sail higher and higher Colorado's decent but not on the road so Oregon
0: Excellent. Um, we do have we have nine likes away from hundred for this video, so let's get that. And my a snail. I don't. I never like consented <laughs> to that. But you ever had escargot, um, Matt? Doesn't I matter if you consent or not. I don't you can eat a
2: live a live right. snail on air that you can find outside. Yeah, yeah, right here in Chicago. There's they're all they're like rats and snails in our alleys, right? Kind of just crawling.
0: That's right. Tons of snails. Snail capital Tons of snails. All right, my best bet, guys. It is in the Fresno, New Mexico game, but it's not going to be a side. It's going to be the over. The chat was arguing over which side you'd be on. This is kind of fun. I'm I'm going Fresno, New Mexico over 138 and a half. Uh, Two straight overs for New Mexico since Singleton went down. Without him, without many big guys at all, they're playing a lot faster, and their defense has been terrible. Allowed 80 to Colorado State, (laughs) allowed 93 to Wyoming. Uh, I believe that was an overtime. Um, And Fresno, surprisingly, has hit three of the last four overs as well. They play pretty slow, but I don't think they're going to mind running a little bit with the Lobos. And their efficiency in this game should be very, very high. So, Mexico Fresno over one thirty eight and a half. Best bet.
1: Hi, we have inside scoop that Fresno had travel issues. Oh
2: so yeah, perhaps they play a little sloppier without having to, yeah, get a lot of practice time. in. yeah, yeah. I wanted to thank you, Jim, for divulging that. I like New Mexico. I added it based on that intel that we had that they had some mega travel concerns getting to the pit. Um, New Mexico at home usually is a pretty good bet. That's a good home crowd. Good home court advantage for sure. All right, my best bet. Um, I think most people probably looked at the board, and if you know betting tendencies of mine, it was pretty easy to sniff out where I was going. But uh, it's time for the Saints to go marching in again, fellas. And the Siena fellows are traveling to, well, actually staying nearby. They just played in the Big Apple over the weekend, presumably probably staying around, going to head to Iona for their big crack at uh, the perennial, the preseason favorite, Gales. I think Iona's awesome, but 15 and a half points is just a massive number. Yeah. I feel like I said it's that big. last time when Arizona State went to USC, but uh, <laughs> hopefully this one turns out a little better.
0: Well, hopefully, Matt, there's no personnel out. Uh, Arizona State missing. Yeah, Lawrence was here. Lawrence was, was the one we didn't know at Showtime. Like, that's, yeah. that's Heath pro- probably should have ignored Heath. Whatever. Hey, hindsight betting is easy. It's uh, so easy. It's awesome. <laughs> hey, thanks for the likes, guys. Thanks for tuning in here. Yeah, we'll get those snails up for Matt tomorrow yeah. or whatever. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow with another show at noon Central. Uh, bet rivers. Thank you again for presenting us. Good luck on your bets.